Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, I will introduce the jobs to be done theory, explain why it's an important framework to use and how you can use it to develop or refine your alumni value proposition. I am your host, Martine Davies, and I'm passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network, your people, past, present and future, and provide real results in terms of return on investment for your organisation. The jobs to be done theory and framework is a powerful tool that can help you to better understand how and why customers make buying decisions. It can be applied across a range of situations. And today we look at how you can use this framework to support the development or refinement of your alumni value proposition. Actually, the process can be used across all your alumni program stakeholders, including your internal business stakeholders, such as your management teams or alumni program sponsors. So what is the jobs to be done framework? It's a theory that was created by Clayton Christensen, a Harvard Business School professor. According to the theory, a customer doesn't buy a product, they hire it to get a job done. In other words, a job to be done can be defined as the goal the customer or stakeholder is trying to achieve. Applying this theory you are focusing on understanding what causes your alumni members to make a decision or engage with the network. This differs from other forms of marketing theory when you might use other alumni member attributes to try to understand the needs of your alumni. For example, you might use things like gender, role, industry sector and so forth. You can use the jobs to be done framework to really dive deep into understanding your alumni needs by uncovering their jobs to be done. These jobs can be functional, emotional and social. By understanding the jobs to be done theory and applying the theory using the framework, you can focus your alumni value proposition around the needs of your alumni and thereby create a successful alumni program and network now and for the future. The core principle is to understand what your stakeholders or alumni members are wanting to achieve, and more importantly, understanding their why. Let's walk through the steps you can take to identify the jobs to be done, and what you can do next to identify opportunities for you to help them to achieve those jobs. The output of these steps help you align the delivery of alumni services and activities to the jobs your alumni want or need to achieve. So there are five steps to take to get to a short list of activities or solutions. Step one is the identification of stakeholders or your alumni community members. Step two is the identification of outcomes for each of these stakeholders or alumni members. And step three is the identification of the jobs to be done against the outcomes for each stakeholder or alumni member. Then we move into more of the creative or innovations part of this process. Step four is the ideation of solutions or activities. And step five is narrowing the tail. So you're going to cut down some of the solutions and activities you've created based on impact. So in terms of step one, identifying your stakeholders, 
This is an important first step because with any engagement strategy, the success of day-to-day activities depends on engaging your people or your community members or your wider stakeholders. Stakeholders in this context, when we're talking about it, can include your alumni, clients, employees, suppliers, regulators, community members, or some of your internal stakeholders, such as your internal leadership team or program sponsors. If you design your alumni program around your stakeholders, you're in a much better position to manage and engage them, turning them into advocates and supporters. So in terms of your stakeholders, let's have a look at these. So your internal stakeholders, those would be considered internal to the alumni program, such as your community members. And your alumni community members can be segmented in various ways. I would recommend thinking about your alumni personas and use these personas as a way of creating your alumni stakeholders and mapping the rest of the exercises we'll cover today. Then you have your external stakeholders. Stakeholders for alumni programs are not solely alumni community members. You have a number of other stakeholders you need to address and engage with, such as the leadership team or management team of your business, your program funders, your program sponsors, and yourselves, the alumni team. The alumni team is a stakeholder for the overall alumni program because you have outcomes and deliverables and reporting requirements. And therefore, community activities, as in holistic community activities, must also serve the needs of your team. Step two is identifying the outcomes of your alumni program stakeholders. So in this step, there are a couple of questions that you want to be focused on. What is it that's important to your stakeholders? What outcomes do they want to see? What emotional or social interest do they have? The purpose of this step is to uncover the raft of stakeholder needs, some of which may be obvious to you and you may already be serving through community activities you undertake. But it also gives you an opportunity to identify other needs which are important and add value to the stakeholder but are not yet satisfied by existing community activities. Remember these can be functional, emotional and social needs. So if we take a look at some of these, so outcomes for your internal stakeholders, i.e. your alumni community members, may focus on specific outcomes such as being successful in their roles or being the expert in their specialist field, developing in their careers, looking for their next career opportunity or building their personal and professional network. Another point to note here is that you're likely to identify outcomes which are driven by emotional needs such as recognition or reward. Once you have identified the goals or outcomes for each of your stakeholders, the third step in the process is to identify the jobs to be done based on those outcomes. The jobs to be done framework is one that helps you to categorise, define, capture and organise all your stakeholder needs and enables you to tie stakeholder-defined outcomes to your solutions and activities that you deliver, facilitate or outsource as part of your alumni value proposition. The main question to ask yourself throughout this step and in this exercise is what are the jobs to be done by your stakeholder in order to achieve their outcomes? So let's make this a bit more real and let's look at a couple of examples. 
Let's say we want to look at a particular alumni community persona. So let's look at someone like, I don't know, a future leader, someone who is mid-management and looking to go up the career ladder. So an example you may use to really identify their jobs to be done is, as a manager, I need to insert job to be done to insert outcome. So as a manager, I need to demonstrate my expertise and management skill set to get promoted to senior manager. Or another example might be, as a manager, I need to build strong professional relationships and increase my network to create new career opportunities. Or, as a manager, I need to understand and apply the trends in my sector to identify new business opportunities for my company. Can you see how that sentence helps you to qualify the job to be done against the outcome? Understanding the goals or the success criteria of your stakeholders provides insights into what you may be able to help with to develop the innovative solutions for your alumni value proposition. So this takes us nicely into the fourth step, identifying potential solutions. By now you have numerous jobs to be done aligned to numerous outcomes for each of your stakeholders. So in this step, you want to be open to any solutions. Let true innovation flourish. No idea that you come up with is a bad idea. It's just an idea. So for every job to be done you've identified, you now need to start thinking about the different solutions and activities which would help your stakeholders to complete their jobs and ultimately achieve their outcomes. By having an open mind during this exercise and being creative allows you to identify multiple solutions and will give you a greater breadth of solutions to consider in the next step. This exercise helps to uncover solutions or activities that have not previously been thought of and or confirm that existing solutions and activities for the alumni program are indeed supporting the jobs and therefore the outcomes of your alumni. In this step, you really want to list every solution you can think of for every job you have identified. By the end of this exercise, you might have tens or hundreds of potential solutions. And that's great. This is exactly what you want. And there will be duplicates where you have solutions that support multiple jobs. And this too is great. That's not a problem. Moving into the next step, you now need to prioritise. The hundreds of potential solutions or activities that you've uncovered will be wide ranging. And in this fifth and final step, the purpose is to converge down your outputs from steps three and four to enable you to identify what is really valuable to your stakeholders and what is feasible for you and your team to deliver based on resource and budget available, but also by what jobs your stakeholders would expect you or want you to help with. So there are two exercises that we do as part of this step. First, you'll want to review the jobs to be done for each stakeholder. You need to review these with impact in mind. So questions to ask yourself as you go through this exercise are, does the job to be done impact the stakeholders' most important outcomes? Does it make an important and visible contribution to their outcome? 
Will stakeholders buy it? And can I do it? And finally, is it a job they want us to help with? By prioritising the jobs to be done using these questions, you are able to focus on those that will have the most impact for the stakeholder, assess whether or not you can support or add value to these jobs to be done, and finally assess whether the job is something your stakeholders would want your help with. The aim of this exercise is to keep all the jobs that have the greatest impact and ones that you can support, everything else you want to delete or remove. You're looking to remove at least 50% of the jobs and the solutions or activities that you have associated with those jobs. This should leave you only the jobs that will have the most impact on priority outcomes for each of the stakeholders, plus the solutions that are connected to those. So as we move into the second exercise within this step, you should have a smaller list of jobs to be done per stakeholder and as such, a smaller set of solutions. The second exercise is to review the solutions you've come up with against the jobs to be done for each of the stakeholders. Narrowing the field down is an important step to help prioritise the solutions and activities that will be most impactful with the resources you have available. So in this exercise, there are two questions to consider. When identifying solutions or activities, you might focus on as part of the delivery of the alumni programme. One, which solutions will have the most impact on the jobs to be done in the time the alumni team have available? Two, how hard will it be to make it happen? And do I or the alumni team have the time, skills, influence, resources and budget? During this exercise, you are effectively ranking the remaining solutions based on the above questions and removing any solutions that don't have the impact or are not viable due to a lack of resources, skills, influence or budget. In this exercise, you are looking to remove at least 50 to 70% of the solutions you came up with in step three. And at the end of this exercise, you should now have your list of stakeholders, their priority outcomes, the most impactful jobs to be done, and a focused set of potential solutions. The very final step is to consolidate all this data. Reviewing the solutions against stakeholders, you may notice there are solutions you have identified that support multiple stakeholders. These are the types of solutions you want to prioritise because you've already gone through the process of identifying that these have a huge impact on the stakeholders and therefore should form part of your alumni value proposition and your plan. You can integrate this whole process into all of your planning activities and it will help you align future alumni activities to the needs of your stakeholders, which will also help you to refine or develop an alumni value proposition that is truly based on the needs of your stakeholders or alumni. It is a different way for you to develop your alumni value proposition and roadmap and it allows you to consider all motivators of your stakeholders, functional, emotional and social. From my personal experience, using this theory and framework has helped me refine alumni programme plans for clients and refocused our efforts on meeting the needs of our alumni, the needs of our stakeholders and developing the overall plan for the alumni programme.
It is one of the most useful tools I have come across to help you uncover and identify different solutions or activities that truly meet the needs of your audience. This is not the easiest of theories or frameworks to explain purely in an audio format. So please do get in touch with me if you'd like me to go through the jobs to be done theory and framework with you individually. My email is martine, M-A-R-T-I-N-E, at relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk. And that's it from me this week. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website, www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk, where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks. Networks.